We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo and Chad Ellis here in studio. We are also connected with Bo Matthews, of course, my co-host, who is practicing proper social distancing. And if you heard this week's show, you know that Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County joined us on the show. And he continues uh, that discussion now on the podcast exclusive. Sheriff, thanks for putting a little overtime with us. Oh, it's always great to hang out with you guys. Yeah, and uh, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who is listening to this right now for downloading this podcast. If you're hearing us, it's only because you took the time out of your day to download this podcast, so we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, we put out two podcasts of this show every week. We release the actual show podcast on Fridays. And that's before the show even airs on the radio, so you can have early access. People have asked me before, like, why do you why do you put the show out before it even airs? Isn't that sort of backwards? And it is, and we do a lot of things backwards here on this show. Um, but uh, the, the reason that we made that decision is so much of the time we are talking about the, the great outdoors. We're talking about fishing, and we're talking about hunting, and we're talking about camping, and that those activities by and large happen over the weekend and we want you to be able to listen to this show and listen to us talk about those things uh, on your time while you're out doing those things. Like you just, we want you to be able to podcast a show while you're out on your boat uh, fishing or you're camping or whatever. So we release it before the show even airs. So you have it with you all weekend long and you can listen to it on your time. And then, of course, on Mondays, we release this one, the podcast exclusive, where we get a chance to sort of expand the conversation with some of our great guests, like Sheriff Dave Marshak. So that's kind of, yeah. the, uh, that's kind of the thought process behind that. Go ahead. Hey, I appreciate it. And there's probably quite a few people uh, traveling over the weekend going to their favorite hunting spot because Monday is uh, opening day of turkey season. Yeah. So um, you bring up an interesting point there. Early on, when all the things started closing, uh, Sheriff, when, uh, you know, businesses were closing and movie theaters were closing and, you know, bowling alleys and no more concerts to go to, the government officials were saying, but, you know, parks are still open. Go out, visit, you know, visit your local park, take your dog for a walk, get some exercise, uh, you know, go to the go to the, the lake or the pond that's in your 
um, uh, park and go fishing. In Missouri uh, Conservation Department even uh, suspended the enforcement of fishing license uh, for a period of time so people could go out and go fishing and not have to worry about having their, their fishing license or not. Uh, but then in some areas, after being told, hey, go to parks, <laughs> officials were saying there's too many people in these parks <laughs> we, we, we got to close the parks, so we got to start enforcing some rules uh what what is happening as far as that is concerned down there in jefferson county or are, are the parks all still open um are there any special rules that people need to know about when they're out and about in in those areas no we kind of talked about it before these are social contracts uh law enforcement's not taking an active role in you know, measuring uh, the distance between two persons. We encourage everybody to be outside, and our parks are open. Uh, there's plenty of space out here in Jefferson County, and uh, if you choose to get outside of uh, some of those harsher restrictions in St. Louis County, come on down and uh, enjoy some freedom. You know, for us, uh, we want uh, people to enjoy the outdoors, especially this time of year, and um, so we encourage them. You know, our parks are open. There's plenty of hiking trails and walking trails, and uh, plenty of people down here that uh, own property so they can uh, have a little bit of time in the outdoors. Bo, you should. And what's open. really cool, yeah, I ahead. think, is the uh, telecheck. Uh, have you done this? Uh, the uh, Missouri D- uh, Department of Conservation website has telechecking, so you don't have to go to a place to check in your, your game. Yeah, I've uh, cool. been doing it for years uh, for both deer and turkey hunting. Wow. And, um, you know, what a great week it's going to be to be outside. So, you know, I, I hope. Uh, certainly don't have so many restrictions and they allow uh, people to hunt on uh, public land um, moving forward. Yeah, that's great stuff. Bo, you should open up. Bo's got 350 acres down there in Jefferson County and he should, uh, you should open up the Matthews compound. No, nope, uh, it's uh, all for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm married to a vegetarian, so it's really all for me. <laughs> That's funny. So, well, sure. Hey, hey, so if you uh, if you need us to uh, kind of thin the herd a little bit for those animals that are eating all those plants, you let us know. There you go. You know, it's so funny you say that. You know, the, the first responders of Jefferson County are awesome. 2002, I'm getting married in my backyard. It was a heavy rain at the well, wedding party in the backyard. We were going to have a bonfire, and it was soaking wet. High Ridge Fire calls says, you know, we also start fires. I'm like, wow, that is awesome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's very okay, cool. Okay, Sheriff, I'll take you up on that if I need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, just let me know. I don't want them eating all your plants for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Sheriff, we were talking on the show about some, uh, you know, stories around the country that, you know, you hear about somebody getting pulled over by a police officer and, you know, getting a, a, a ticket because they're out when they're not supposed to be. And and while those stories suck and and I understand how they can create a little bit of fear, nothing like that is happening around this area. Certainly not there in Jefferson County. And, and like you said on the show— and we've talked to many uh, members of law enforcement in all different parts of our, of our metro area, and that is just not something that is happening here. So that is not a concern. What about things it's like – go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's not a concern yet, but listen, you know, in times like this, we need to really – and, you know, we have to push back a little bit. And I think there always needs to be a healthy uh, disrespect for government, um, even the – fact that I'm an elected uh, official and I'm in a government position um, and I've taken an oath, I I think there needs to be a healthy disrespect. We need to 
still pay attention and watch government and don't give them. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Free access to do whatever they want. And the concern probably is for some, some mayors who are a little overzealous mm. who want to implement their own policies and uh, maybe have that thumb over a police chief or something. That's a concern. And I think we should watch out for that. So while it's not Amen. happening, there's always the possibility or potential that we'll get an overzealous mayor or leader uh, that has that control uh, and the ability to do that. Uh, and, and that's a concern. But moving forward, I, I think we'll be OK, but it is a concern. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. And that that goes for all times of the year and uh, under any environment not just uh under this uh, unique coronavirus situation that we're going through um what about sheriff what about things like you know uh no more than 10 people at a uh, a a house gathering i've mentioned on the radio that i've seen you know, over the last few weekends, especially when we've had some nice days, that there are people in my subdivision having barbecues. And it certainly looks like there could be more than 10 people, uh, you know, at, at somebody's house or in somebody's backyard. Or you walk into a, a, a convenience store and there's a sign on the on the window that says, you know, no more than 10 people allowed in here at once. But there doesn't seem to be anybody checking. And, you know, and I've definitely seen, you know, more than 10 people are are officers there in Jefferson County or, or anywhere in the area that you would be familiar with, are you actively looking to break those types of things up, or is that not what you're spending your time doing? No. Uh, the answer is no. And those are, you know, those are public uh, health investigations, and they're usually handled by the Department of, of Health. Um, for our perspective, it's not a law enforcement uh, necessity that requires law enforcement resources. I think over the years, uh, law enforcement resources have been used in such a way to uh, <coughs> political policies. And I don't know that this is a situation in which we want to put a law enforcement officer there uh, that you know could end up in a confrontation um, over something that is you know a public uh, public health issue. I guess is the best way to determine it. And um, I don't see that happening for our officers and. Um, I haven't heard of it happening anywhere else locally. I'm familiar with cases on both the East and West Coast. Um, but I think as we move forward, you know, we have to remember that we're part of the community, too. And uh, we're still going to have to police these citizens uh, when this is over. And I don't know that now is a good time to be breaking that trust uh, yeah. simply to enforce a six-foot rule. And, and I would disagree with uh, law enforcement officers doing that. Do you, do you ever get a call? I mean, because, you know, we've unfortunately we have also heard stories of people, you know, that want to take advantage of the, the current situation. And maybe, you know, you have a neighbor that, you know, that that doesn't like you or, you know, there's there's a couple of neighbors that, you know, just generally don't get along. So they're always looking for the opportunity to sort of rat on or tell on the other person so they, you know, they see 10 people in mm -hmm. their backyard and they're like, oh, this is my chance to, you know, uh, gig them a little bit. And have you, have you gotten any calls like that of people saying like, hey, my, 
down the street from me, it looks like there's more than 10 people there. You guys should go check it out. Have you gotten any of those calls? And, and if so, how do, you, how do you handle them? So we've had both um, calls and emails, uh, people concerned about gatherings. And, and again, it's not our role and responsibility to go to a private residence and count the number of persons that are there. We're not going to measure the distance between two parties. Uh, that's not our role and responsibility. So we've had had those calls, and uh, you know, we simply offer our response as such. Um, we, we, the fact is we have other things going on that have not stopped. There's criminal activity that continues to happen. Uh, there's legitimate requests for law enforcement resources. And, um, you know, we're also in a situation where we kind of isolate our officers. So if we do have a contamination, that there's not cross-contamination. We have to have a healthy number of police officers available to answer those calls for service. So, you know, again, we would prioritize our calls for service, and that's not a priority. Uh, it's up to individuals to uh, take action, uh, to follow some of the CDC guidelines, um, but it's not really the role for law enforcement to be um, participating in some of those activities. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sheriff, a couple of uh, weeks ago, we were seeing headlines of uh, low-level uh, nonviolent criminals being released from jails or prisons around the country. Yeah. Is that is that uh, is that something you can speak about? This is the, the podcast exclusive, so it's only special people that are going to hear it. But <laughs> is is there truth to that? Yeah, there is truth, and yeah. unfortunately. In some areas, they've uh, taken a huge amount of discretion in the number of people that they've let out. Mm-hmm. Um, they've let out uh, career criminals who, through as a result of bond reform, have already been in uh, the system. Uh, those people are out there. You know, and we talk about that on Second Amendment Radio, the need uh, to protect yourself and the ability to protect yourself. But I will tell you that the thieves and burglars are out there because they're classified as lower-level offenders. And... Um, you know, what's unfortunate about that is, you know, they might have taken a plea deal. They might be violent offenders, and they took a plea deal for a lower-level offense. And now, as a result of uh, some of the activity that's going on, be kicked out of the system. And so the needs for the jails, uh, they need to find a balance uh, before they start massively, um, you know, reducing their jail populations and sending that out into the population for the good citizens to have to deal with. So we've had to do this uh, in the Midwest or, or, you know, like your jail or, or, you know, Francis County or St. Francis County or St. Louis County. They've had to do that. Yeah. All, all the jails mm-hmm. have reduced uh, the population in an effort to oh. uh, mm-hmm. give themselves the space. Now, why that is, it's not because, uh, you know, law enforcement officers want to push people out of their jail. Uh, they have to do a series. They have to do a number of different things. And this is where it's going to get sad. They have to do a number of different things to articulate steps that they took in case there is an outbreak in their jail and somebody dies there, because then it's going to end up in litigation. And so from an you know, administrative standpoint, uh, you'll be able to argue that we did you know, step one, two, three, four, five down the line to make sure uh, our inmates are safe. But undoubtedly, and you're starting to see some, um, some uh Wow, wow, I just went out. But you're mm-hmm. starting to see some lawsuits as a result of mm-hmm. some of these, mm-hmm. these actions. And they're starting, you know, people are suing nursing homes saying, well, the nursing home didn't take, you know, all these actions. And as a result, you know, I had a relative die. Those are going to start popping up in these jails very quickly. So from a leadership perspective, we have to take some action. Uh, for us, the sheriff's office did not play a role in terms of who was released, but I know that there was some court activity to move cases faster to get some lower-level offenders out, and I'm pretty sure that's happened over the entire country 
to make sure there is quarantine space for inmates. Yeah, and ultimately, I'm glad you mentioned that. Even if you don't like them yet, you're responsible uh, to protect their constitutional rights too. Most of them are pretrial detainees; they haven't been convicted yet. Right, and I I think we all have you know uh, levels of issue with just letting people out of jail. Absolutely. But but did you have a question, Chad? I do. Um, So, what kind of comfort? Would you give the individuals that these low these low crime well low capacity crimes yeah. people are going to continue to do because like this literally this weekend um, that just passed my car was broken into uh, well it wasn't really broken into because I left the door unlocked but I normally always leave it unlocked <laughs> you were robbed <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they stole the most the most stupidest thing to me like they stole three flash drives and a lighter. Like, hmm. what can you do with three flash drives and a lighter? Like, you right. you might as well didn't take anything. Yeah, yes, yes. It's frustrating. It's fr- listen. It's frustrating from it's frustrating from a law enforcement perspective, and it's frustrating as a citizen to know this is happening. And I will tell you, those are very difficult decisions um, from leaders across the country. Nobody wants to release offenders back into the system. Um, where they're going to continue to commit crimes. and But the reality was we know that we also have a fiscal responsibility to our organizations uh, to mitigate um, the lawsuits. And, and that's really what part of it's about. I don't subscribe to, um, oh, these poor inmates. That's that's not consistent with um, how, how we view things. But um, I will tell you, I also have a responsibility to maintain the health of those inmates that are inside of our facility and at the same time, um, you know, uh, protect us from civil litigation. And, yeah. and that's why some of those steps were taken. But it is uh, not a decision sometimes that we're happy with because um, we're more interested in public safety than, than uh, the latter part. Sheriff, one more question before we wrap this up. What about overall public opinion? I think for a a good while there, you know, for the first, you know, several weeks that we've been going through this, I think by and large, while there have been some folks out there that think that these measures are too extreme, I think by and large, most people understood why schools and stores and businesses had to shut down for a while. But now we're seeing... And just this week in Ohio, people protesting at the state house there, protesting the governor, saying, look, it's time for us to get back to work. We saw uh, the same thing happen in Michigan this week. Uh, from what you can tell, where where is the public sentiment on, on this? Are, are, are people getting a little antsy and kind of ready to get back to work and open things back up? Or by and large, are they still, you know, f- fine with where we're at? I'm seeing both sides of it. You know, locally here in Hillsboro on Monday, there is a um, a car protest uh, driving through uh, the city of Hillsboro to oh, uh, protest our county executive, uh, not happy about the stay home order. I will tell you that um, you know there needs to be a, a plan in place. We we need some resources, I think, uh, for our community in terms of personal protection equipment to uh, give people the opportunity to protect themselves. And there needs to be a plan moving forward so we can start opening some of these businesses. Uh, Our economy cannot function uh, if we continue to just give away money and we, we don't support some of these business owners, they're going to fail. And then you'll see some huge problems as a result of it. And I think they're going to be far worse. If we don't address this, 
uh, they're going to be far worse um, than than we're seeing right now. I, I'm very concerned. Um, I'm optimistic, but you know, I think we need to start getting and come up with a plan for people to get back to work, give them the supplies they need to protect themselves, but give an opportunity to some of these business owners to move forward because. Uh, the alternative is not good. Yeah. And quite honestly, my opinion is, you know, we're having to let out, you know, some of these uh, these people in jail and there's no jobs for them to go get in in a lot of cases. So it's just a double edged sword in, on so many levels. But uh, definitely thank you for sharing uh, those thoughts about that specific issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no problem, guys. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, listen, we're going to we're going to get through this. Uh, we've got some challenges ahead of us, uh, but I believe that, you know, most of us are on the same page. And as a fiscal conservative, we, we have to look at the economic impact of this and uh, at some point make the tough decisions, just as we are now, but make tough decisions to move our country forward. Um, and, I, and I think we're in approaching a danger zone where if we don't do something pretty soon, uh, we're going to be in real trouble. You're yeah. right. Good stuff. Uh, always great information. Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Sheriff, uh, thanks so much for your time on the show today and also on the uh, podcast exclusive here. We appreciate everything you do for us and hope to talk to you again real soon. Stay safe, sir. Have a good day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors podcast exclusive. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Hopefully you're downloading both podcasts that we release every single week. We certainly really, really appreciate all of your support. For my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to another edition of the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Be safe, boys. See you later. Mm-hmm. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.